Hey, campuses, great to have you with us. Kaitaia, Whangarei City, west of course, and of course down to Rotorua, Sydney. And one day I think Tavala is gonna join us as well. We wanna welcome you in this morning. Great to have you with us. You've got your Bibles. We're gonna stay standing. We're gonna read a few verses of Scripture together because the Bible talks about the public reading of Scripture. Anyone heard of that? <clears throat> you got your phone or wherever you got your what it is, or it might come on the screen for you as well. Here we go. We're going to Isaiah, uh, sorry, Genesis 26 and verse 18. All right. Genesis 26, verse 18. Is it there, folks? Here we go. All right. Thank you, team. All right, let's go. Let's read this together. You've got a good loud voice. Singers, if you can help me with this. All right, you ready to go? Let's go. Isaac dug again, again the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father, for the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names of which his father had called them. Also Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen and Gerah quarreled with the Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well and they quarreled over that one also. So he called his name Sitna. And he moved from there, dug another well. They did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. Father, we thank you for your presence here in this place. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're about to impact every person in this building in the most powerful and profound way. I pray like they've never experienced before. Father, we're ready for encounter. We're desperate for You. We're hungry, we're longing, we're crying out, we're craving, we're searching, we're seeking, we're pursuing. We're calling out to You, God, today in desperation. God, we come to You because we know we need to meet with You afresh. We know we need an encounter with You that is gonna change and transform our lives forever. So Father, across all our campuses, in-house and online, Holy Spirit, come. 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 I said, Holy Spirit, come. We welcome You. We invite You. We long for You. We yearn for You. We search for You. We seek after You. We crave for You. We say, Holy Spirit, come. Come in the Name of Jesus and touch us and change us, transform us. Lord, this morning we pray in the Name of Jesus. And everyone who's excited, give to God an amen or a praise or something. Yeah. All right, thanks team. It's great. Grab a seat. Just wanna start by thanking everyone who prayed for me while I spoke at three conferences and a, a large uh, church in Australia. I'd have to say it was probably the most powerful time of ministry I've ever had in 40 years. And so I wanna to talk to you about it today and hopefully you'll get inspired, hopefully you'll get excited. Maybe there might be an amen from someone, even one or two would be good um, throughout this message. Um, I was with the INC International Network of Churches. They have 125 churches in Australia, 200 overseas. They've got four schools, they've got a university and they've got a bank. This is no small organisation. <clears throat> it was started by Clark Taylor many years ago and he saw a powerful move of God. It was a bit like a revival. 
And uh, it, was, it was founded on prayer, on the Holy Spirit, on souls, spirit revival, the power of God, the lame walk, the blind saw. And Clark Taylor was seen by leaders in Australia as the man who would turn Australia for Christ. The mantra for INC is Australia for Christ. I've never heard of another organisation talk like that because I've always been the man, New Zealand for Christ. So once I started hearing about an organisation that was also going after a nation, I thought there's a, there's a connection between me and this group because we're both after a nation. You know, my main calling, folks, if you don't know it already, is a nation. I'm after a nation, good, we want to see church growth, we want to see all that stuff, but I want to see a nation or nations turn to Jesus. Is there a shout in the house? Come on, let's get, get, get into this, folks, if you can, it would be great. So as I preached there, I stepped into this well uh, that had been somewhat covered up in Australia for a number of years in this organisation. So when I spoke on the power of God, I spoke on prayer, I spoke on revival, I spoke on the Holy Spirit, the, the, um, the response, a crowd responded and thought, oh my gosh, this is who we are, this is our foundation. This is what we were birthed in, but we've somehow lost our way a bit and we, we are now being reminded by the Holy Spirit to go back to the wells that ultimately were a source of revival and an outbreak of the Spirit of God. The response in that conference to what I preach, I've not seen anywhere in all my preaching over 40 years. They just absolutely thought, my God, this is heaven has come to speak to us about going back to the foundations upon which our movement was birthed, which was to see revival and which was turn, to turn Australia back to Jesus. And so it was just an incredible thing. And the reason I'm sharing it with us today, with all our campuses, is this is a, you know, there was a prophecy over this church about 20 odd years ago that, that there were four oil pipes and one would go into Australia, speaking of the Holy Spirit, that we would take the Holy Spirit into Australia. And so this is the ministry of Church Unlimited. This is your ministry. This is my ministry. Every campus, this is what we have done. That's why I'm sharing with us all so we can celebrate together because my Bible says that those who stay behind and those who go ahead share in the rewards. Tell the person next to you, you're in for a mighty reward. <laughs> so my first session, preached on the power of God, went for two and a half hours. And so they, because the Spirit began to move, People began to respond and reach out to God. The thing that I noticed in these meetings that the response after the preaching was much longer than the actual preaching. As we got the preaching out of the way, then the Spirit began to move. People began to encounter God, be touched by heaven and be transformed in their lives. And so they had to cancel sessions because God moving was so powerful and so strong that God, you know, that they had to do that. And I think that's a fantastic thing when the whole agenda gets upset. I felt sorry for the guy who was after me, but I didn't really care that much uh, because I got my session in, but the Spirit of God was moving. And so it was just amazing. That happened uh, in every session that I took at bar one, they all went for two and a half hours because God just moved after each and every session. Wouldn't you love to see that in Church Unlimited? I'm kind of thinking, God, why do you do it overseas? What about here in our home church? But you'll see some reasons shortly maybe why that may be the case. Um, a 21-year-old youth pastor came up to me a few days later, a week or so later, and he said, when I began to preach on the power of God and the Holy Spirit in my first session in Noosa, uh, he said the, the Spirit of God came on her and he said he just cried and he cried and he cried. 
as God just absolutely impacted his life. I'm waiting for the day when as I'm preaching, some of you are gonna just begin to cry because the Spirit of God's coming on you, touching you, impacting you, changing you, transforming you, revolutionising your life. So you walk out these doors and say, man, I am different. I have just met with God. Thank you for that one clap down the front there. <coughs> the second session on revival and on the, you know, I did the revival mission, then I did the, the circle. Remember, I draw the circle and I said, kneel in this circle and then say, God, start a revival inside the circle. God, start a revival and start with me. The response to that was next level. There were people actually on their faces before God. Not just kneeling, as I said. No, they were on their faces. They've got the message here that we need to redig the wells of prayer, revival, Holy Spirit, power of God. They're on the faces. I did three conferences, Noosa, Nara, and then I went to um, uh, Taupo down here in New Zealand. Uh, and by the end of the third session, there's a photo gonna come up there to the two leaders of the movement in Australia and in New Zealand. You can see them both there, prostrate on their faces before God, crying out for prayer, crying out for revival. And friends, they were down there for 15 minutes. I started calling other altar calls in that, and I just, they just were there. Friends, the impact of the Spirit. When God begins to touch people's life, these are the two leaders of the movements in New Zealand, Australia, crying out to redig the well of prayer, crying out for revival, crying out for a move of God. That maybe was a highlight of the conference for me, seeing the hunger. Oh my gosh, it was just incredible to see this happening. You know, I get picked up in, uh, after Noosa. Sorry if I'm just zooming through this, but I got picked up in, uh, from Noosa. They took me down to, down to um, Brisbane. And you know, whichever driver was driving me, often for two hours, they drilled me the whole time. Question after question after question on revival, on the move of God, on prayer. And, uh, and then uh, this guy picks me up in Brisbane and he starts talking to me. Uh, he'd been in Noosa. He said, I'm so hungry. He said, I'm just so hungry for God. He said, I've got to see a move of God. I've got to see an awakening. And he, he said over and I, I, I began to be challenged myself. I thought, man, this guy's more hungry than me. He said, I'm so hungry. Tell the person next to you, I'm so hungry. Are you? Are you? So hungry. I mean, he just couldn't stop saying, he was so, he said, I've got to see a move of God. He said, I'm desperate to see God break out in the church. Friends, I'm in this environment for two weeks. You you gotta believe I'm supercharged by the Spirit because I'm awakened by the hunger that I'm seeing among these different ones around you. You see, it says here, Matthew um, 5 verse 6, blessed are you those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. Hunger is the key to your future. The hunger is the key to your future. I wanna ask you a question right now. What are you most hungry for? Is it for a house? Is it for a relationship? Is it for money? Is it for position? Is it for success? Is it for a job? Is it for a qualification? Look, there's nothing wrong with those things, but friends, I'm here to tell you today that the greatest hunger of all is to have a a desperate hunger for God. Because when you have hunger for God, everything else comes with it. It's a package deal. When you get God, you get everything else. So we need to get rid of all this other hungry stuff that we go after, because it drains us of our time, drains us of our energy, drains us of our prayers. If we just go after the most important thing, which is a hunger for God, Friends, we're gonna see our lives are gonna be changed and transformed because when you get God, you get everything else. He can satisfy the deepest longings of your heart. 
The world offers so much, delivers so little. God offers what He offers and He delivers every time because that is the God we serve. He is faithful to us. The world will let you down. God will never let you down. Hunger, hunger. Friends, Lord, increase my hunger. Increase your hunger. I'll get onto a bit more, a bit more of that a bit later on. You know, I met two groups of uh, next-gen leaders. <laughs> Something I just did whenever I got a chance. I said, oh, I say to the pastor, get me 10 next-gen leaders, you know, 20s, 30s, whatever. And we did that twice. We did it in Noosa. We did it in Brisbane. And the thing that amazed me, friends, the hunger. Oh, Jesus, the hunger. They drilled me for hours, just wanting to know about prayer. Tell me everything about prayer, you know, pastor, just tell me. Tell me, how do we steward a move of God? Because they all feel that we've started a move of God over there in the conferences. So it's a, will you help us to steward this? What are we going to do? How do we handle this whole thing? And uh, to see that desire after God was just one of the most amazing things. I, I've not seen that hunger. I even had to tell them that I don't even, I said, I don't even have that hunger in my church. And they think, like, really? But you're the man that's preaching all this. I said, yeah, but I'm seeing something here that is quite extraordinary and quite amazing and was very challenging for me. <clears throat> Um, to see that level of hunger. So then I get to uh, Brisbane, <laughs> and I've got to preach in this big church, thousands of people, and I'm praying for the service beforehand on Saturday and uh, wondering about what I'm going to do in this church and that song, Our Father, Let Heaven Come. Yeah. Do you know that song? It comes on and my spirit just comes alive. Wow. I thought, yeah. boy, heaven's going to come. Yeah. And that's the place where the well began. And I was just stepping into, I kept stepping into the well. That's the amazing, I kept stepping into the well of what God was wanting to do. And so I made a declaration in that church the next morning. I said, there's coming an invasion of heaven into this church. And it was, it was, just, it was just a great service. But then we're gonna have a night meeting and there's 600 next generation kids gonna meet at the night meeting. And uh, by then, I'm gonna show you a clip in just a moment. I am so pumped. <laughs> I'm so, I was going to preach on the fire of God. I'm so pumped. They said, would you give us a promo for tonight? So you're going to show us that promo. You ready for this, guys? Just check it out. This is before I preached. Hi, City Point. Can't tell you how excited I am to be at the 5 p.m. service tonight. I'm going to speak on fresh fire. You need a new touch from God, an encounter. You need to be awakened afresh. We're going to set the house on fire tonight. Look forward to seeing you. It's going to be awesome. So... Um, <coughs> I did. I set the house on fire that night. I preached at a level, I'd, I don't think I've preached, I can't remember when I've ever preached at that level before. The, the, the atmosphere was just absolutely electric. I mean, I'd be preaching away. They're standing, clapping, shouting all over the auditorium and they just drew it out of me and I, just was, I was just running with fire, literally. And uh, there was just an explosive meeting of, uh, of, of next generation people. And I thought, oh, Jesus, this is so what I live for. This is what I'm so hungry for. I was off the stage. I was running into the crowd and they were shouting at me and I was shouting back at them. I had to tell them, shut up, let me preach, release. You know, they were just so into it. I was so excited. You know, when the crowd gets into the the message, the whole place comes alive. You know, everyone starts getting stirred up. Everyone starts crying out to God. People start, the more people engage with you, the more they receive from God at the same time. And so it was just an amazing meeting. And I had a, a young pastor come up to me afterwards and he said, uh, he said, that's the most powerful meeting I've ever been in. He said, me and my wife, our lives are changed forever. Changed forever. Changed forever. 
They were changed forever, friends. This was not just information. This was transformation. God was in the, He was changing lives all throughout these two weeks of conferences. Lives were being changed, transformed by the power of God and their hunger level just kept going up and up. That was one of the, oh man, one of the most exciting meetings. And that was after that, I did two hours of interrogation from the next gen pastors, about a dozen of them that we gathered around upstairs and had some uh, Thai curry or something. And uh, they, they really got, asked me all those questions. But <clears throat> that service, that night service, it was a one and a half hour, so it went 90 minutes. It went, sorry, it went two hours as God just moved by His Spirit. Had an altar call, it was absolutely packed out. The hunger, I just can't get across to you folks, the hunger, the hunger for God, the hunger for revival, the hunger for a move of the Spirit. I'm gonna run out of time, so, because I've got a lot to say this morning, I'm gonna keep going for a while. <clears throat> James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving to yourselves. You know, the best part of my 10 meetings that I had was they began to do the word. So after I preached some of these messages, a group of next-gen young people, pastors, came up to me and they said, okay, we've heard your message. From next week, we're gonna fast one day a week. Doers of the word. Not just hearers, friends. Doers of the word. <clears throat> then they, I got a text came through a week later, <clears throat> and we're going to put it up on the screen now. <clears throat> the next uh, staff meeting went 40 minutes over time as they were crying out to God. There they are. That's their staff meeting. They're on their faces, crying out for revival, crying out for a move of God. I don't know, the normal meeting might have been half an hour. They went 40 minutes over. No one, I wasn't there leading them, friends. I wasn't telling them to do it. That's hunger. That's hunger, friends. That's doing the Word. That's no longer just hearers. This is getting into it. This is saying we believe this stuff. We believe we can see an awakening. We believe we can see a move of God. And so some of those, that's what excited me most about this conference was the the response of the people that was taking place. And uh, this was transformation, not just information. Listen to this. A week later, I get a text from uh, one of the pastors in Australia, um, one of the larger churches of theirs. He said, uh, went back on Sunday, he said, we had a wonderful move, and as God turned up in our service on the altar call, he said, it was a wonderful time. And he said, he said Pastor, I want you to know that from next week, my church is part, starting two revival prayer meetings. Amen. Come on, campuses. Come on, church departments. They're responding. They're doing it, they're responding, they're starting revival prayer meetings. It's the only way it's gonna happen. I wanna challenge, come on, all our campuses, all our departments, come on, let's, let's, let's be inspired by the group that have disappeared off there. They're still praying, no doubt, crying out to God. But imagine that pastor, and he's only ever heard me once, started two revival prayer meetings just because he heard of what God can do. All right, then we went to our second conference in Nara, which is somewhere out there, and... Uh, I wondered after Noosa, I thought, surely we can't do any better than that. And I started saying to the leaders in faith, not believing it, so we've got to take Nara to the next level. Well, it actually did. It went to another level again, which was just an amazing thing to see. And then after the message on revival, and that's in the second conference, my message on revival in the press circle was as close to a move of God as I've seen. Yeah. So we've got a clip for you. When I ask him, give this plenty of volume, guys. I asked them to join together and pray for revival, and they just began to cry out for revival. So just check out this clip. 
It was so loud and so long, I had to stop them. I had to stop them. Did you hear me? I had to stop them. They were so captivated. See, as I said, we had something of a move of God because you, you can't get that response, friends. Uh, you can't force it, but they just continue to cry out to God. And uh, <clears throat> then the third conference was in Taupo. <laughs> I thought, gosh, we've done two great conferences. And I said, we can't repeat that a third time. But Pastor Steve came with me and we're driving down and uh, the song comes on as, as a, in the music in my car. It's uh, Let the Lion Roar. How many of you know that song? Let the Lion Roar. And my spirit just jumped, let the lion roar. So I preached my first message, which was, again, just amazing. And um, then I mentioned the song, Let the Lion Roar. And they knew that song. And they started singing, Let the Lion Roar. And the whole conference went ballistic. Like, they just went insane. It was, it was amazing. And um, it, was, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was just so God. You know, the fact that the Spirit of God moving was so amazing in all of these meetings. And so I had an altar call of people wanting to rededicate themselves to prayer. So here's another slide for you. <clears throat> when I opened up the altar call, <clears throat> there they are. This is a rededication to prayer. That, my friends, is revival right there. That's it. When we get that, when you get that level, and that's probably two-thirds of the conference are up the front there, making a rededication to praying for revival and crying out to God. That, that maybe, that was a, maybe that was the best clip that I had of everything that I saw the whole time that was there. So they've now invited me to speak at their 50th Jubilee conference next year in Brisbane at City Point. <clears throat> and it's July the 2nd to the 4th, so I want you to all book your dates. Come and join me. Come to the well. Come to the well revival, friends. Come and see. That's, that's what I was preaching into all the time. See, why it all went so well is I was preaching into a well of revival that's already there. And so if you want to join me on July 2, 2 to 4, it was great. So the key message from these conferences was simple this. We need to redig the well of prayer. Yeah. That was the main thing that was going to bring revival and a move of God. You know, seven times in Revelation uh, 2 to 3, it says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Seven times it says in Revelation 2 and 3. We've been on the theme of prayer for last month, for at least a month now. And I believe, friends, with all of my heart, heaven is shouting at every single one of us, it is time to pray like never before. Revival is the only hope of our church. It's the only hope of our nation, our broken nation. There's shootings. It's all going south, big time friends. And the only way to change the narrative is we got to redig the wells of prayer. It is time to pray like never before. It's time to cry out to God like never, ever before. So I told them at uh, Taupo, I told them, some of the leads, I said, you guys need to go out and you need to buy a shovel and you need to start digging that well of prayer with all the energy. You need to start digging. So they, again, doers of the word. Let's have the next slide of one pastor who went out and he brought the, his uh, shovel and started to pray. There you go. Nations for Christ. This is doers of the word, friends. Doers of the word. Tell the person next to you, these guys are doers of the word. Now ask them, are you one? Doers of the word. So you've heard me rave on about these conferences. Listen to the leader of the movement and what he had to say. Well, Noosa, Naura, and then for Kathy and I straight into New Zealand, what a phenomenal time. Words 
cannot express how great it was when God showed up the way He did and moved amongst His people. So where to from here? Well, what do we do with what has just happened? Can I encourage us as pastors? This is what I'm doing, something symbolic. I have bought a shovel from Bunnings, little plug there, because I want this, which will be set up in my little prayer room, to remind me that God is pleading with us, would we be a movement of churches who redig the wells? Yeah. Redig the well Come on. of revival. Come on. Redig the well of prayer. Yeah. Redig the well of passion yes. and, and urgency Jesus. and desperation in our lives. Wow. Come on, let's face it. All of our lives somewhere have been affected and impacted by our well being filled in. That's right. But Tuck Barna said to me during both conferences that God is pleading with us to be the movement of churches who'll take His Word seriously and redig. Who knows that our best days are still in front of us. Yeah. So here's what I encourage us all to do as pastors. Why don't we start a weekly prayer meeting, weekly. believing God for an outpouring yep. of His Spirit, yep. believing God for a revival for souls. Don't yep. need to pray for church volunteers. Don't need to pray for some of the local issues. Let's pray globally. Let's pray Australia-wide for God to show up and allow His church again to be revitalised by His Spirit. Come on. And by His Word. So stay tuned. I'm going to be talking a lot more over the next couple of weeks about added steps that we can do because we really want to see what God has started to continue through this nation and beyond. So God bless you. Grab your shovel and let's keep digging the wells. Well, four volunteers are going to come and start helping me dig. Where's my volunteers? I want to encourage you all, go out and buy a shovel. Thank you for the overwhelming response on that point. (laughs) Go and buy a shovel, put it in your prayer room to remind you to start digging for revival. Start digging the the wells of revival. So we're going to demonstrate so we all know how to dig. So we're going to start digging the... Come and stand up. Let's all stand. Come on, let's all stand together, all right? So this is what we're doing. This is just a a, a practical demonstration. So we 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 dig a... Come on, guys. You start to redig the wells of prayer. Okay, we're going to redig the wells of revival. We're going to redig the wells of the power of God. Redig the wells of the Holy Spirit. Redig the wells of the move of God. Redig the wells of breakthrough. Redig the wells of the fire of God. Redig the wells of repentance. We're going to keep digging. We're going to dig and 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 we're going to dig with all our might. How many of you know that digging is hard work? Come on, church. Come on. Why don't you action with me? Come on, start digging. Come on, start digging. Come on, let's dig these wells. Where's my drummer? Let me dig these wells. Come on, you're digging the well of revival. Dig the well of prayer. Come on, dig, folks. Dig, dig, dig. Dig with all your might. Dig with all your strength. Dig with all the energy that you've got. Where is my drummer? Oh, thank you, drummer. Go for it. Give us a, give us a run. Give us a, everything you've got. Everything, everything. Come on, dig again, folks. Keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. Keep going. Keep going. Keep digging. Keep digging. Thanks, mate. That's awesome. It's time to dig, folks. It's time to dig. All right. If we got our music team up as well, please. I'm going to give you two minutes. I want you to join with two other people three other people and start praying for a revival. Off you go. Come on, lift the roof off this place. Come on, give us some volume. Give us some sound up in the balcony. Go, go, go. Send some music as well in the background. Thanks, team. Yeah. 
Spirit of God, Lord, we cry out to you. We cry out to you. We cry out to you, God. Send a revival, God. Lord, we cry out for revival. We redig the wells of prayer. We redig the wells of prayer. God, we cry out for revival. We cry out for revival. God, we redig the wells of prayer. We redig the wells of prayer. God, we're digging. 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 The wells of prayer, revival, Holy Spirit, fire of God, repentance. fantastic church just stay standing with me we just got a couple more minutes to go as we actually grab a seat got a few more things I just want to say as we wrap this up Jonah 1 verse 5 to 6 the New Living Testament translation says Jonah was sound asleep down in the hole so the captain went down after him how can you sleep at a time like this he shouted Get up and pray. Jonah was sound asleep. Sound asleep. Like the Western church. Sound asleep. Down in the hold. And the captain went down. Jesus, you like to say, went down after him. He said, How can you sleep? How can you sleep? How can you sleep? How can you sleep at a time like this when our nation is going down the drain? When the church is lost, the church is compromised, the church is backslidden, the church is lost its way, the church is not fighting for revival. How can you sleep at a time like this? It's time to arise, it's time to step up, it's time to get moving again. Get up and pray. Get up and pray. I said, get up and pray. Get up and pray. Heaven is pleading. The Holy Spirit is crying out. God is calling on you and me. It's time to dig the wells. It's time to pray like never before. It's time to cry out like never before. Martin Luther King said this, we're confronted with the fierce urgency of now. This is no time for apathy or complacency. This is a time for visitive, vigorous, positive action. Urgency is one thing that will separate you from the crowd. People of urgency make a difference in the world. Failure of the Western church to become a house of prayer must be the greatest tragedy of our time. The greatest tragedy of our time that God's people have failed to rise in prayer. It's a tragedy. Don't look at the nation, friends. Look at the prayerlessness of the church. That's what we see in the nation. That's a result in the nation. Ezekiel 22 verse 30, So I saw for a man among them, 
who would make up a wall, who would stand in a gap before me on behalf of the land. Why? That I should not destroy it. Do you get that, friends? Will someone pray that I don't destroy the land? Will someone pray that I don't bring judgment on the land? But I found no one. Moses is gone. David's gone. Joseph's gone. Esther's gone. Deborah's gone. Paul's gone. The apostles have gone. But I'm here. You're here. Will you stand up? Will you stand up? Will you stand up? Will you redig the well of prayer? Would you redig the well of prayer? Would you redig the well of prayer? I will do everything in my power as God gives me strength. I'll redig the wells of prayer, the wells of revival, the wells of the Holy Spirit, the wells of the fire of God. I cannot stand by. I cannot stand by. I will not stand by. I will not watch this nation go down the drain. I will not leave the church compromised, lukewarm, losing its way. God help me. God help me with every breath that you give me, with every strength that you give me to fight for this nation. I'll fight for the church. I'll fight for the nation. I cannot leave it in the hands of the devil. He's run our nation for long enough. It's time to stand up. It's time to stand up. The fierce urgency of now. This is an urgent hour, friends. I can't stress it enough. This is the moment. This is the time. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next year. It's now. David's gone. Joseph's gone. Moses' gone. Deborah's gone. Esther's gone. But you're not gone. You're not gone. You're here. You can do something. You can turn it around. You've got the same power in you as Paul had. You've got the same resurrection power as the apostles had. You can make a difference. God help us. I feel the urgency of the hour, friends. It's time to make some lifestyle changes. Lifestyle changes. Lifestyle changes. What can you change? What can you change in your lifestyle? What's preoccupied your time, your energy, your money, your, your, your emotions, your prayers? What's occupied it all, friends? It's time to dig like you've never dug before. It's time to pray like you've never prayed before. Can I make a suggestion to you today and to me? Those things that you're struggling with, those problems, finances, family, marriages, addictions, breakthrough, whatever it is, can I encourage you? Park it. Park it to the side. Park it to the side. Say, okay, God, I'm leaving that with you. But now, I'm seeking first the kingdom of God. I'm now praying like I've never prayed before. I'm now going to serve like I've never served before. I'm now going to worship like I've never worshipped before. I'm now going to sacrifice like I've never sacrificed before. God, I'm putting my hand up. Moses is gone. Elijah's gone. Ezekiel's gone. Jeremiah's gone. But you are here. I am, I am here. Let's park our problems. Let's park our problems. Leave them with God. Leave them in the hands of God. Because my Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. God will take care of your problems. You put God first. 
So can I say it again? Campuses, hear me well. Park it. Park it. Don't give it all your energy, all your time, all your effort, all your prayers, all your emotions, all your mind, all your heart. Don't give it, friends, because you'll have nothing left to seek first the kingdom of God. There comes a time where you say enough is enough and you leave that in the hands of God. And you say, okay, God, I'm putting my hand up to do what I can to bring transformation. Psalm 37 verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord also and He shall give you the desires of your heart. God first. God first. God first. Problem second. Park it. That's a word God put in my heart. Park it. Park it. Leave it with God. He knows your prayers. He knows the prayers you've prayed for months, years, decades. He knows. You probably don't need to pray many more prayers. He's heard them all. Give your energy and effort to the kingdom of God. Every great movement of God can be traced to a kneeling figure, D.L. Moody. Best initiative I started in 40 years of ministry was a revival prayer meeting. Started about two years, three years ago, I think it was. I was telling the team on Thursday night, I said, God, why did you wait 32 years before telling me to start a revival prayer meeting? Listen carefully. He said, start it now because revival is on my agenda. I'm about to break out in an unprecedented way. The time is near. I was reading last night, friends, in a revival after revival, after revival, after revival, after revival, a group of people began to pray. A group of people began to ask for a revival. And it wasn't long before revival broke out. In every case, sometimes it was four people, sometimes it was a dozen, sometimes a few more than that. When a group of people start praying for revival, I have a faith in my heart that revival is at hand. It's time, Lord, time, friends, to dig the well of prayer. Dig with all your might. It's hard work, I know. But dig with all you might. Take your praying to another level. That's all I'm asking. Take it to another level. And as we do, the heavens will open wide. God will pour out His Spirit. Revival will come. And your problems will be taken care of. In Jesus' name, Amen. Give God a praise. Thank you campuses for joining us this morning. Great to have you with us. God bless you, enjoy the rest of your service. But we are about to sing a song called Rest On Us. Rest on us because it goes to fire and wind, come and do it. Again, this is one of the key songs in our conference. We just sang it over and over and over again. And there was a cry from the crowd, fire and wind, come and do it. Again, give it everything you've got team and let's sing it together. Can we just go straight to fire and wind? Yeah, good. Go straight there. Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates. Make it a prayer. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates. 
clip of the leader of the movement and what he said. I just want us to replay it again, because I believe it's a word for us, not just for their movement as well. So have you got that team? Are you able to do that? Would be fantastic. Let's just check this out if it's coming. I'm sure it won't be well, far away. Noosa, Nowra, and then for Kathy and I straight into New Zealand. What a phenomenal time. Words cannot express how great it was when God showed up the way He did and moved amongst His people. So where to from here? Well, what do we do with what has just happened? Can I encourage us as pastors? This is what I'm doing, something symbolic. I have bought a shovel from Bunnings, little plug there, because I want this, which will be set up in my little prayer room, to remind me that God is pleading with us, would we be a movement of churches who redig the wells? God's pleading. Redig the well of revival, redig yeah. the well of prayer, yeah. redig the well of passion and, and urgency and desperation in our lives. Come on, let's face it, all of our lives somewhere have been affected and impacted by our well being filled in. But Tuck Barna said to me during both conferences that God is pleading with us to be the movement of churches who will take His Word seriously and redig. Who knows that our best days are still in front of us. Yeah. So here's what I encourage us all to do as pastors. Why don't we start a weekly prayer meeting, weekly believing prayer meeting. God for an outpouring of His yeah. Spirit, believing God for revival for souls. Don't need to pray for church volunteers. Yeah. Don't need to pray for some of the local issues. Let's pray globally. Let's pray Australia-wide yeah. for God to show up and allow His church again to be revitalised by His Spirit and by His Word. So stay tuned. I'm going to be talking a lot more over the next couple of weeks about added steps that we can do because we really want to see what God has started to continue through this nation and beyond. So God bless you. Grab your shovel and let's keep digging the wells. I hope you're picking up the significance of what God is saying to us. If this is just another sermon and nothing changes in our hearts, that would be quite tragic. I don't think God could plead more strongly, not just through me, now through others. Can I encourage you? Go buy a shovel. I've brought two. One for my office to remind me, keep digging, Tark. And what I'm thinking, what message I'm getting is to dig with all your might. Dig more than you've ever dug before. And I've got one for my, my prayer closet at home as well. So it's just going to be in front of me all the time in case, you know, a day or two goes and I forget to dig or that's not going to happen, to be honest. But if I don't dig quite as strongly as I should dig, it's going to remind me that the moment that God spoke, when heaven's thundered to us, it's time to redig the wells of prayer. Look, you've heard me say it so many times, but can I just say it one more time? The only hope of the church, the only hope and of the nation is when the church redigs the well of prayer. You can forget about everything else. Forget about the leadership skills, the gifts, the abilities, the this, that and the other thing, you know, and you know, having doing social work and it's all good, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with any of that. But if we just can get the revelation that the only hope, the only hope, quite frankly for you as well as an individual, the only hope for the church in our nation is to redig this well of prayer. And I believe as we do that, God will leave us astounded. So please, please go and buy, buy us $14. $14. If you can't afford it, come and see me. All right? That's all they cost. That was at uh, 
No warehouse where everyone gets a bargain. <laughs> As we do this, we dig the well of prayer, God's gonna leave us astounded. Yeah. <clears throat> Not just leave the church astounded, He's gonna leave you astounded. Yes. I reckon God's on God's heart to leave you astounded. Was a, I asked the prayer meeting on Thursday night, when was the last time God left you astounded? When was the last time you thought, oh my gosh, God, you are unbelievable. When was that? Or has that happened? See, it happened to me in Australia and then in Taupo as well. I, I was just, I'm, I've, I've been spending the last week or more just thanking God, just thanking over and over. I just can't believe what He did. It was just so unusual, so out of the blue, so out of nowhere. I'd never even heard of the movement. Suddenly they invite me and I was just the right person. But more than that, it was the Holy Spirit was doing something, you know. I give all credit to God and the Holy Spirit for what He does. So, but He wants to leave you astounded. Let's just quickly sing this through as we wrap this service up. Get ready for God to leave you astounded. And don't forget, go buy your spade. 